0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I began to be seeking the subject of the Holy Spirit in around 1995. At that time, I had been a pastor for many years. Actually, I began being a pastor since 1981 in Thailand in a Baptist church. Then I was filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongue while I was in the Baptist church in 1982. And at that time, I know that there's something more than just the Word of God. But I did not fully understand about the Holy Spirit. And then I moved to the U.S. and God called me to start the church. He called me 1987. We started the church in 1988 with knowing some of the Word and some of the Holy Spirit. But for many years, I am Pastor that I struggle and struggle and struggle. We know the Word. We know we speak in tongue. We are filled with the Holy Spirit, baptism with the Holy Spirit. But we see so many problems in the church. We don't see much signs and wonders. The church was dry, and our marriage relationship was very, very shaken. Because we work so hard for God. We don't have much time for each other. I was very immature. I did not know much. And our relationship was in jeopardy, even though we were pastors. And we love God so much. And we want to obey God. I mean, don't take me wrong. We are good people. But we are immature and imperfect. Until around 1995, I began to cry now to God. God, something is missing here. This is not what the Bible says. The Bible talk about abundant life. The Bible talk about victory, about signs and wonders, about the presence of God. But why the church is so dry and so weak and we don't see signs and wonders in the church? So many problems. Something is missing here. We love the word. We preach the word. We make disciple. We went to care group. We try to make disciple. We do everything according to the book say here. But something is missing. I began to cry now to God and also not only that God, there's something missing in my family because my marriage relationship is not very good right now. I cry now and cry now until one day God began to answer me. Somebody in the church handed me a book and I began to read that book and when I read that book, I know right away our church lacks the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I Woke up and said, God, I need to understand about the Holy Spirit. I need to know about the Holy Spirit and invite the Holy Spirit to come and minister in the church. That was in 1995. And then I began to ask God, where should I go to find the Holy Spirit? Because I don't have much Holy Spirit myself. I could not find in Seattle. Then I have to fly. I began to fly to many cities to the revival meeting to try to find the Holy Spirit because I was so desperate. I was so hungry to get into what God say in the Bible. I want to have whatever God say in the Bible in my life and in this church. So I went to all those meetings and definitely the change started around 1997 before we went to Portland, Oregon. I flew to Toronto. At that time, we heard about revival in Toronto. I went to Toronto myself to seek the Holy Spirit. There's definitely, in that meeting, there was some counterfeit and some false thing, but some real thing was there too. So I went out to be prayed for, and I was standing there to be prayed for, to receive the Holy Spirit. But everyone ignored me. No one come to pray for me until 11 p.m. And they say, what's going on here? Everyone get prayed for, but I was standing there. No one prayed for me. I did not give up. I did not go back to the hotel. I just keep moving. No one prayed for me. Keep moving until somebody going to pray for me. And eventually a young man come and lay hand on me. And I fell to the ground. I could not get up from the ground for half an hour. I was knocked to the ground by the Holy Spirit. Could not move. Could not do anything for half an hour on the ground. That's my first experience of being touched by the Holy Spirit. But I did not fully understand what was going on. On the plane to fly back from Toronto, I asked God, what is going on here? I did not see this in the Bible yet. I did not understand. And God say one sentence to me. Don't throw baby with the bathwater. You get the good things and you don't get the bad things. Keep the good things. I came back to Seattle, and right after that, we have the church camp. And we invited a guest speaker from Australia, Melbourne, Australia. This pastor was about maybe 72 years old. When he came to the camp, that camp was big explosion. He came to the camp, and he began to lay hands on people and touch people. Everybody touched by the Holy Spirit, including me. I was standing worshiping God. He walked by, boom, I'm gone. Touched by God. After that experience in the camp, I talked to this pastor. I said that, pastor, I heard from other minister that you don't believe in this thing. You don't believe in laying on of hand and the touch of God. That's what I heard all along because I know him for a long time. And he said that an evangelist came by to Melbourne, 1993. And this evangelist called all the pastor up and lay hand and touch them with the file of God. And after that experience, the church grow, double, triple in size. And in that meeting, this evangelist lay hand on the six, seven years old kid. And the kid got drunk in the Holy Spirit. The kid went back to the Christian school. When the kid walked into the school, all the teachers and other kids fall under the power. This is a true story from this pastor. The pastor didn't lie to me. He said, this happened in Australia. Revival happened in Australia. When I heard that, the Lord spoke to me right away. You need to fly to this church of the evangelists and learn about what was going on. And I did. I flew there three or four times a year, spending my own money, spending time to learn about the subject that I'm going to preach called the fire of God. In the first five to six years, I did not understand at all. I did not know what's going on. The only thing I know was that I was hungry and I know there's something missing in my life and in this church and in the churches all over the world. And this subject, the file of God, is missing in the majority of the churches around the world. Most Christians don't have the clue what the file of God is and they don't even have experience. But after we enter into the fire, since 1997, my life and my wife's life and the church life was changed, and we're still going to change and change and change rapidly. And then God began to anoint me with preaching, and now the fire goes to other countries and other churches, because we seek the file of God. Amen. Is the subject of the file of God real, or is it just some man-made story? It's in the Bible? And it's very important to every Christian. But unfortunately, very few ministers understand and experience. And the teaching is rare in the body of Christ. The reason is rare because most people don't know about it and don't experience is you cannot teach this subject by just going to Bible school. You need to experience the File of God yourself, and then you can teach the File of God. Because this is not about learning, but it's about catching and experiencing. So, I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 to 12, Amplified Bible. Matthew 3, 11 to 12. This is the word of John the Baptist. I indeed baptize you in, with water, because of repentance. That is, because of your changing your minds for the better, heartily amending your ways, with Of your past sin But he who is coming He was talking about Jesus Christ After me is mightier than I Whose sandals I am not worthy Or fit to take off or carry He will baptize you With the Holy Spirit And Everyone say and John the Baptist The Bible Does not say Or He say And What does it mean In English language When you say And In addition Thank you Somebody say that In addition Thank you It doesn't mean A choice Or it means The same thing It doesn't mean That A and A But it means And A and B Two different things And you need To take Both It's not the choice But it's a must That you take To take both Baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fan, shovel, fork is in his hand. And he will thoroughly clear out and clean his threshing floor and gather and store his wheat in his barn. But the chaff he will burn up with fire that cannot be put out. John the Baptist talk about baptism with the Holy Spirit and baptism with fire. The word baptizo is a Greek word means immersion, means soak, fill up the whole body, fill up with something. So God wants to soak us, fill us up, immerse us with the Holy Spirit and with the fire of God. This is not an option. This is not something you can choose but it's a command of God. But unfortunately, many Christians have no idea about baptism with the Holy Spirit and the baptism with fire. And this is real. I'm a neurosurgeon. I'm a scientist. I have more education than many of you. After high school, six years medical school, Four years of first training of being a neurosurgeon. And eight more years in America to learn to be a neurosurgeon. And I can say with my own mouth and my own experience that baptism with the Holy Spirit and baptism with fire are real. And they are important to the church. Amen. And talking as a scientist, not just only the preacher, that these are the real things. And God wants to give to every believer in the body of Christ. That's why we need to teach so that you can have more understanding and you can have more faith to receive what God promised to you. Amen. Amen. Baptism with fire. The Bible say that he wants to baptize you with Holy Spirit and with fire. He continued to say, clear up and cleanse the threshing floor. This true baptism is related to the church, not to the world. Threshing floor is the church. Jesus is the head of the church. And he said that he wants to clean up the church. Because if he doesn't clean it up, the church people are going to be filled with filth, with sin, curses and demons. And all the chaff, all the bad stuff that will hinder them. From loving Him and living for Him. Before we become a Christian, we come into the kingdom with a lot of baggages, With a lot of problems in life. And if we don't get rid of them, those packages are going to hinder us from loving God and following God. And God wants to clean all those things up little by little. Until we are filled with the Holy Spirit and with the things of God. All of us need to be cleaned up. I'm not going to talk about that in detail. We need to be cleaned up. And he said that I want to burn the chaff, all the bad stuff that should not be in you and those stuff are not in heaven either. He want to clean your life up and fill you with his goodness and glory and good things and righteousness and purity. All the good things he want to fill you up and get rid of all the junk or the chaff or the drawers or the bad stuff out of you until you become heaven moving on earth. All the wrong thing in your life will be removed by the file of God. How do goldsmiths purify gold? They put gold in a container and put the fire under the container, burn the gold until the gold become liquid. And all the impurity will come up to the surface of the gold and the goldsmith will scoop them out, all the impurities, until the gold become 100% pure. Fire talk about purity, about cleaning up. The Bible talks about the fire that cannot be quenched or put out. When we read this scripture, a lot of people may think this is talking about hell, talking about unbelievers, people who are going to go to hell. And this hell, the fire will not be put out or quenched. And, oh, this chaff, they think the chaff means unbelievers, they're going to go to hell. No, totally misunderstanding. You need to understand that there are four kinds of fire in the Bible. And this one is one kind of fire. The first kind of fire is the fire that we're going to talk about here. The fire of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit come as a fire to clean up the church, to purify the church. And this fire of the Holy Spirit cannot be put out by any man. God gonna do the work until the church become pure bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first fire. The second fire is a fire of hardships and difficulties in life. The circumstances that caused you to have problems and you need to repent. It reveal to you your attitudes and your motive. God allowed it to happen so that we will repent and turn around to him. The fire of hardship. Number three, the fire at the judgment seat of Christ. That fire talk about reward. If you live in this life, do nothing for God. Just go to church. Go home. Never get involved in building anything to the kingdom. And not only really that, you may damage the body of Christ. You gossip in the church. You just live for yourself, selfishly. When you get to the throne room of God, the judgment seats of Christ, the fire of God will come and burn. And God say, yes, you go to heaven. But because you don't serve me, you don't live for me, you're going to go to heaven bare hand and have no reward at all. But some of you who live for God, build a church, live for the kingdom. Spend money for the kingdom. Use your time for the kingdom. You are having good attitude and motive. You run the race, fight a good fight of faith, save souls, make disciples, get involved, use your gift and talent to build the church, to build the kingdom of God wholeheartedly until the end of your life. When you get to the throne room of God, to the judgment seat of Christ, the fire will come and burn. And God will see who you come out as gold and jewelry and silver and diamond, and you're gonna go to heaven with big rewards, big mansion, big car and truck road that with all kinds of crowd on your head. You're gonna shine the glory in heaven like a big star because you have done so much on earth here for the kingdom of God. I hope that New Hope International Church members would be those kind of people. That when you stand before God, the fire at the judgment seat will not burn everything away and you go to heaven bare hand. The fourth fire that we don't have to get involved at all we call the eternal lake of fire. The fire of hell. But people who reject Jesus. People who continue to in sin. People who continue to be rebellious against God, and don't want to receive the grace of God, will spend for eternity in the eternal lake of fire. Some people say, if God is so good and merciful, why God allow man to go to hell? Because God is just, and God is also love. Because of his love, he sent Jesus to die for us already, to get us out from hell. Every man is a sinner, and when we sin, We commit something wrong. According to the justice, we have to pay. One time I get a ticket on 405, coming to church. I was driving 65 miles per hour. And the police come behind me with the light and sound. I have to stop my car, and I got a big ticket. Since that day on, I look at my gauge all the time. I make sure that I drive 40 miles per hour at the 40 miles per hour street. I drive on the freeway not more than 60 miles per hour because of that justice make me stop doing illegal things in America. I need to be punished to stop doing wrong things. Is that right? The same thing in the world. We have free will. We have free will. I have a free will to go to school to the medical school to be a surgeon or not, or have a free will to play around and play, watch TV all day long, and don't go to school, and one day I have no job, I cannot make a living because I don't go to school, and I become poor, and I cannot have enough money to pay bill. Can I blame my parents that I don't have a job? No. My parents already give all the children the, equal opportunity to go to school, but somebody have a free will to say, I'm going to go to school and study hard. Another person say, I'm going to play around for another 15 years. And the outcome is pretty clear. If we obey parents, we become successful. And if we disobey, we get into trouble. The same thing with God. If we keep rebelling against God, We have a free will. We make a choice every single day. I'm going to sin. I don't care what God say. I'm going to keep doing bad stuff. I'm going to hate people, cheat people, do wrong things. Definitely, by the justice of God, we get into trouble. And can we blame God? No. It's our own choice to follow our own fleshly desire or sinful nature. We need to make choice. Amen? Four kinds of fire, but we're going to talk in this series... The fire of the Holy Spirit. The fire of God. What is the fire of God? It's so important to the church. And the fire of God is for every Christian. The fire of God, in fact, is the Holy Spirit himself. The Holy Spirit is mentioned in the Bible in a different form. If you read the Bible carefully, you'll see that the Holy Spirit is mentioned as a dove. D O V E. Which means that he is a gentle God. He never forces you. He's a gentle God. You have to submit and you need to flow with him and allow him to do his work in your life. He's a very gentle spirit. He is mentioned in the Bible as a dove. He's mentioned in the Bible as reverse, reverse. Water gives refreshing feeling. Water cleanses. Water also makes you clean. So the Holy Spirit comes as rivers to heal, to clean, and to give you refreshing feeling. Holy Spirit is compared to also new wine. New wine or alcohol, which means that you need to allow Him to control your whole life. When you get drunk by alcohol, the alcohol molecule will enter into your brain and in, into every part of your body. And it will control you. That's why you get drunk. The same thing. God said, fill yourself with new wine. Fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. Let Him control every part of your life. Control your flesh. Control your mind. Control your spirit. Control everything of your life. So God tried to give us the picture, the, the physical world, the new wine, the river, the dove, so that we can understand how we can relate to the Holy Spirit. Not only that, the Holy Spirit is compared to the wind. The wind comes and goes. You don't see the wind, but you see the evidences of the wind. When the wind blows, you see the leaf and the tree move. You don't see the Holy Spirit, but you can see the evidence of the Holy Spirit moving. The Holy Spirit is spirit. We cannot see Him with our own eyes, but He is real. Is the wind real? Let me ask you, is the wind real? Can you see the wind? You don't see the wind, but the wind is real. The Spirit of God is real, more real than the chair you sit on right now. The wind blow this way and that way, and you cannot predict where the wind is going to blow. You cannot predict what you going to do. Your job is to be like an eagle. You mount up your wing, and then jump into the wind of the Spirit, and then soar with the Spirit. Your job is to soar, to follow the wind of God not to dictate what He wants to do, not to lead the Holy Spirit, not to build the things on your own agenda in the name of Jesus and tell the Holy Spirit what to do for you. No. You build the things on the agenda of God and let the Holy Spirit lead you and you just follow Him. Amen? So He's like the wind. You cannot see. He will blow you to here and there. He will blow you to a new company. And then the new boss that gives you a raise, he will blow you to meet a man that is so godly and you are looking for a husband for a long time and he blow you to meet this man and that man show up in your life. God blow some woman to meet a man and then that man fall in love with you and then you get married and you have a good family. God will blow you. The wind of the Spirit will blow you here and there. Your job is to be faithful and let him blow you. Amen. God blow me. A few months ago to Germany, and now we have ministry in Germany. We need just to follow the wind of God, the Spirit of God. But the Bible also talks about the fire. This is a big subject to teach, the fire of God. This is an introduction. We're going to learn how the fire of God relates to us. The fire of God is the Holy Spirit. The fire is related to cleansing, burning, purifying. So the Holy Spirit is not just leading is not just refreshing you, but the first thing he will do in the fire is to cleanse you from all the dross and the chaff out of your life. When do you run a race, have you ever seen the marathon runner or the Olympic professional runner? Do they wear a big bag on their back? A heavy metal helmet. What do they do? Very light clothes, very simple clothes so that they can run to the end. Because a lot of things will wear them down if they carry them on the race. The same thing. God wants to get rid of all the junk out of life so that we can run with God to the end. Amen? And the file of God is the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. What does it mean, tangible? Even though God is everywhere, but God doesn't show up in a tangible way everywhere all the time. But when the file of God shows up, He shows up in a tangible way. And it will touch us and start to burn something out of us in a tangible way. Sometimes it may look scary because God touched you and you begin to have reaction. You begin to have reaction when the fire of God touched you. What happened when you put your finger in the electrical socket on the wall? What happened to you? I don't think you're going to sit there and smile and singing song. You're going to shake. You have some reaction. Some of you may say, ah! Some of you may cry. Some of you may fall down on the ground because the electricity shot your body. The same thing when the fire of God touched you, you will have some physical reaction. The fire of God was given to the church when the church was started the first day. Acts chapter 2, verse 3. It's interesting. The first church in Jerusalem, the first church in the world, did not start by a committee, did not start by... A administrative meeting. But the church was started by infilling of the Holy Spirit and of the fire of God. The first church was birthed by the fire. But today the church is birthed by committee and no one has the fire. But God wants to give us the model here. The church should be started by the Holy Spirit, by the fire of God. Acts chapter 2, verse 3. And there appeared to them tongues, resembling fire, which were separated and distributed and which settled on each one of them. 120 disciples in the upper room were praying and seeking God. And what happened? The fire of God fell upon them. And the church started. They all were filled and touched by the fire of God. And revival broke out in Jerusalem. So many souls were saved there. If the first church need the file of God, if the disciples who walked with Jesus for three and a half years need to be filled by the file of God, how much more today we have never seen Jesus, we never walked with Jesus in the physical way, physically we never walked with Jesus, we never saw Jesus with our own eyes, we are living in the world is more wicked than before with all the pornography in the internet all the bad stuff around the world every single place in the world if the first church if the early church disciples and apostles needed the file of god how much more Christians in this generation need the file of god we need the file of god and we cannot make it if we don't have the file of god I was so blessed to see the youth get touched by the file of God in the camp this year. I know that that touch will help them to f- know that God is so real. Now the professor at University of Washington come to tell all these youth that, "Hey, God is not real. Jesus is not real. You crazy. Your guy go to church." The youth gonna look at the professor. Ha 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 ha! It's too late now, professor. I got touched by the fire of God. The fire is real. God is real. Heaven is real. It's too late. It's too late. This youth will never walk away from Jesus Christ. Amen. They remember that day in the revival service in the camp of year 2012. They got drunk for three hours by the fire of God. That's why I love to be arsonist. Many of you may not understand the word arsonist. A-R-S-E-N-I-S-T. Arsonist means, for some of you who come from another country, or maybe new in English. I learned this word too, many years ago. When the preacher said arsonist, I look at Pastor Da, what does it mean, arsonist? Arsonist means the man who like to f- put the fire in somebody's building, put a bomb in the fire to burn that building. But I'm not a physical arsonist. I am a spiritual arsonist. I love to pull out the match. Boom. 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 Set people on fire. By the fire of God. Because I know that that one touch of God by the fire will change their life forevermore. One touch of God that's happened to me in 1996, 1997. That touch has changed me to today. And he still touch me every Sunday in the service. I know and I know that we need the fire of God. And somebody need to stand up and say, I'm going to pull out the match of the Holy Spirit. Somebody need to be bold to do that. Amen? The fire of God. The early church need the fire. We need the fire of God. Why? Because we need to be cleaned up. We need to be cleaned up. We don't want any impurity at all. As a surgeon, before I perform surgery, I need to clean up my hands many times. I put the soap on my skin, my hand, and wash and wash and wash. After I open the skin, I use the normal saline solution with antiseptic and I irrigate the wound many times again and again and again during surgery I irrigate even before I close the wound before I put the last few stitches I will ask the nurse give me irrigation we call irrigation we call normal saline with bacitracin. Bacitracin is the antiseptic and we irrigate that wound the last time before we close the skin. You know why? Because we want to get rid of in one, one bacteria or one virus in that wound, so that the patient will not get infection. We know that contamination, we know that bad stuff like virus and bacteria will destroy the patient, will cause the patient many thousands of dollars and time and lose that job and they have to come back to the hospital and get more surgery again. We know as a doctor that cleaning up is important before surgery, during surgery, and after surgery. After surgery, I will tell my patient, could you please keep your wound or your incision dry for seven days? I tell everybody like that. Why? Because I know that if they take a shower during the wound is healed, in the first seven days, the incision is not closed up yet, water going to leak inside and then the bacteria will go in and they get infection. So they have to keep the wound dry for seven days. In the physical medical field, we don't want even one bacteria in there. How about our spiritual life? God in his mercy and goodness, he doesn't want us to carry even one bacteria inside us. He doesn't want us to carry even one sin One bondage, one demon, one misunderstanding, one bad thinking, bad attitude, bad motive. Anything is wrong. He wants to get rid of them from us. Definitely, he needs to reveal what is wrong by the word. But sometimes you read the Bible, you still keep those wrong anyway. Because you don't have enough power to get rid of the wrong things in your life. The word of God is important to show you what is right, what is wrong. But it's not enough. If it's enough, then God doesn't have to give us the Holy Spirit. It's not enough. The word of God alone is not enough. We need the fire of God in the church. And that fire comes with power like a scalpel knife. Like a laser surgery. Like bovine coagulation. You may not know if you're not a surgeon. When I want to stop bleeding and I want to kill bacteria in that area, I put the equipment in and burn Step on the foot, <laughs> burn the bacteria. We need electrical power to burn the bacteria in that area. We need antibiotics to kill the germ in the wound. We need water to flush out, flush out the, all the junk out of the wound. We need to get rid of all the things that come out from the body so that the patient will be healthy and strong to move on with life again. The same thing in our spiritual life. We need the fire of God. We need the rivers of God. We need the water of God to come in and clean us little by little. The problem is that He cannot clean us up in one day. We will not be able to handle it. That's why we need to get touched by the fire again and again. If you have one million junk in your life, some of you may have laziness in your room, bad attitude, negative thinking, critical spirit. Some demons of cancer in you that are going to kill you at 55 years old, stay in there. They are dormant right now, sitting in your life, ready to produce cancer in you. Some of you have the worst kind of demon called religious spirit. Religious spirit that sit in there and just judge people, self-righteous, and try to twist the word of God, sitting in the church every Sunday, religious spirit. All these things hinder you from becoming like Christ and be productive for God. And God wants to get rid of all this junk out of you little by little. It's different kinds. Some of you may have some stronghold that God needs to get rid of. I remember when I first came to the file of God, the file of God come and touch me and he revealed to me a lot of wrong doctrines that I learned from denomination. A lot of wrong teaching. A lot of wrong practices in the church. I did that for many years. This is really human thing is not from God. But I practiced in the church for a long time and God showed me, God revealed to me and God said, get rid of them right now. I'm going to push them out right now if you repent right now. God, deal with all the details in my life and in your life. All the bad stuff, all the details of your attitude, your doctrines, wrong doctrines, wrong belief, wrong practices, even how you relate to your wife, how you relate to your husband, all little, little things. God wants to get rid of them Amen. one by one, little by little by the fire of God to clean you up until you become more like Christ. So today, introduction. Next time, I will continue in detail more. What God going to get rid from you? Amen. God wants to get rid many things from you. And we're going to learn about the fire, that how the fire of God will minister to you. We need the file of God. Amen. Amen. I want to convince you that this is A, B, C. Not X, Y, Z. It's basic Christian life. The file of God is A, B, C. Unfortunately, many churches don't even know about it because the devil has lied to the churches, the body of Christ, for many years that this is not an important subject. So that he can keep people in bondage and in sin. And the church is in trouble. I believe we are in the end time now. And Jesus is coming back to meet the beautiful, pure bride. And the church cannot be beautiful, pure bride without the fire of holiness. I preach this from my own experiences since 1996, how many years now? 1996. 16 years. I want to tell you, it's so wonderful that God come and touch me and clean me up. A lot of bad ideas, a lot of bad attitudes and motives have gone away from me. Even some bondage of sin in my life that I used to struggle with, I struggle, I cannot overcome it. It's gone. And now i Look at myself. Why can't I think that way anymore? I cannot do that anymore. I cannot do that by myself. Only the fire of God can do to me. It's so wonderful to be cleaned up, to be pure, without bad attitude on the inside. The world much brighter. Everything look better after you are cleaned up by the fire of God. Why so many people are so depressed? Because they have so much junk in them. God want to clean up those junk so that they will not be depressed anymore. So today, we're going to let the fire of God touch some of you who are willing to be touched. Amen. Before I pray a lay hand, I'd like to read this scripture to you. In Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 to 16. Ezekiel 34, 11 to 16. For thus saith the Lord God, Indeed I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. Everyone say, deliver. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, in the valleys and in all the inhabited places of the country. And I will feed them in good pasture. Wow, he want to put in a good church. A lot of good food. Good teaching. And their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. So they will live a high plain. Victory. There they shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock and I will make them lie down. Say the Lord God, I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away. Buy them the broken and strengthen what was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong and feed them in judgment. Let me explain quickly what I'm gonna do. Why I light up people and lay hand. I am a human shepherd. I respond to God. I prepare teaching. Teach you, feed you with the word of God As a human shepherd My primary job is in the word of God I feed the sheep every Sunday You notice I'm really serious about Teaching the Bible every Sunday And in the care group Because I want this church to be good pasture for you You don't come here and lack food You're going to have good steak every Sunday Good jayor Good sushi Good buntit thit neung burrito Good food Steak With vitamin D And calcium And vitamin B complex I am a human shepherd But I can do so much as a human I'm limited But there is another shepherd God the shepherd And God said, I myself Will buy their wound And deliver them And touch them myself The ministry of the laying on hand In the file of God Is a time of the ministry directly from God, not from me. When you get lay hand today and you lie down, it's a time of God Himself, the shepherd, will minister directly to you to heal you, to clean you up, to cleanse you, to purify you, to get rid of the tongue out of you. It's direct ministry of the hand of God, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. If the church Run by only the human ministry. The church will never be strong. We need to give some time for God, the shepherd, to do his job directly to you. By the fire. So today, he's going to perform an operation. He's going to come and cut. And he's going to put anesthesia and let him cut and beautify you and make some plastic surgery on you. Some of you may have to take off some wrinkles, spiritual wrinkles. In fact, yesterday, Pastor Dan, I was walking in the shopping mall. She wanted to buy something for the trip to Asia. And some lady came to her, Wow, how come you look so beautiful? Your face looks so shining and so good. And I was thinking in my heart, Because of the fire of God. Just make her so bright, so beautiful. We don't get old easily. Because of the life of God that come from the fire, sustain us to look younger than age. How many people want to look younger than age? Amen. Let the fire of God come. Get rid of all the junk out of you, all the things that will make you old, weak, sick, and poor and bad. God want to give good things to you. God, the Shepherd. Let the Shepherd, the God of Heaven, come. And touch you when you lie down today. And let him feed you and bind your wound. And heal you and deliver you today. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. This is the ministry of God, not of man. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for reminding your church. The importance of the fire of the Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, may this teaching help so many people around the world. To understand. The subject of the file of God. Oh Lord, may you give them faith to understand. Give them revelation to see the truth in the Bible, Lord. May you touch your people today. You are the shepherd of this flock. May your holy fire come and clean up the threshing floor. The house of God. And Lord, one day they will go to heaven with big reward, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before I pray and lay hands, I'd like to ask you, anyone in this room doesn't know Jesus and say that I don't like the fourth kind of fire. I don't like to go to hell. I know I have free will. I can choose God and I don't choose God. I don't want to tell you the truth. God is real. No matter you believe or not. Amen. Every time I open somebody's skull and look at the brain, every time I see the nerve and the organ of people, how sophisticated our organ is, I know we were created by superpower, super smart person that can create this brain, this lung, can make voice. Oh, God is so real. When you look at the anatomy, look at the human body, God is so real. But the question is, will you accept him or are you going to deny him? It's impossible that you come from explosion, Big Bang Theory. It's impossible that you come from one cell in the ocean and that cell develop into a big human being. It's impossible. If it happened, it should be happening in front of our eyes today. I haven't seen even one cell in this world. In the past human history of thousands of years, have you seen one cell develop into a human being? It's a lie of the enemy. We were created by God. And you have to come back to God and have relationship with Him. I want to tell you the truth. You will never be happy. Until you come back to know God who created you. You can have millions of dollars. You can have good job. You can have beautiful expensive car and big house. You will never become happy until you come back to have a relationship with the living God who is your father who created you. Give your life to God. Don't reject him anymore. Everyone say, I'm not monkey. I did, I did not come from one cell. I came from God. Came from God. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many people say, Jesus, forgive me. You died for me. Raise your hand up. Please forgive my sin. You died for me. I want you to forgive me. Hallelujah. Pray with me. Father in heaven. I want to turn away from my sin. Give me Lord. A new life. Forgive me. Jesus. You died for me. You cleanse me. Come into my life Jesus. To be my God. To be my savior. From now on. I will follow you. I become a child of God. I'm not from monkey. I'm from God. You created me in your image. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You enjoy the teaching about the fire? Should I teach again? Amen. You're going to teach for a while the file of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. How many people know that you need to be cleaned up? You need to be cleaned up. You have some junk inside of you. Amen. God give grace to the humble. If you humble yourself before God, you are not ashamed of the things of God, God will bless you. Amen. Some people ask me, why don't you do this in the closed room behind the door there? This is scary. If you are not humble enough to come to God in public, you will not receive the grace of God. You need to be humble. Amen? When the disciple called Mary Magdalene, a woman with seven demons, she never said to Jesus, please don't tell people that. Oh, you know, I feel ashamed. No, he just said, fine, tell people I have seven demons. You cast them out of me. We don't need to be ashamed to be cleaned up by God behind the closed room. Amen. We can be open and God give grace to the humble. Amen. We need to be humble. Thank you, Jesus. If you are those people that need to be cleaned up by the fire, I'd like to ask the fire to come and touch you today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Ready for the shepherd of your soul to touch you now. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we invite the file of God to come this morning to touch your people, Lord. In Jesus' name, touch the hungry heart, Lord. Touch those who come to you by faith, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, do your work. Touch your people. It's between you and them, Lord. Not between them and me. You are the shepherd. They are your sheep, Lord. Baptize them with the Holy Spirit and with fire, Lord. Fill them up, Lord. Oh, Lord. Fill the hungry heart. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Your job is to ask. You ask God, fill me, touch me with your fire, cleanse me. Your job is to come to Him in humility and by faith. Your job is to surrender. You surrender to Him. Surrender, surrender. He is a gentle Holy Spirit. He will never force you. You need to surrender yourself. To him don't force God to do anything you just need to surrender to him. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Phil <laughs> Jesus. While you're on the floor, keep asking God to touch you. I just ignite the fire, but the fire can get stronger as you get hungrier, as you keep asking. While you're on the floor, just keep asking, keep surrendering. Yeah, it's not just my hand touch you, but you can continue to ask. Yes, Lord. Touch. feel. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Phil. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Fire. Surrender. Forget about something else. Forget about TV. Forget about people around you. Just focus on the Lord. Yes, let God touch you. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Touch. Touch. Feel. Fire! Phil? (laughs) Fire! We trust that this message is ministered to you.